What's up, pals? Welcome to episode 174 of Super Nerd Pals. I'm your host, Andy. And I'm your other host, Chris. And we're back in the studio. And uh, Andy, crazy, crazy week. Uh, just a few days ago, uh, we had the PS5 official live stream. Uh, Sony, uh, I'm, I'm just going to bury the lead. I think Sony killed it. I think that was a great presentation. Uh, so that's what we're here to talk about uh, this week. Andy, first thoughts uh, on the PS5 reveal. Why are we getting GTA 5 again? Over it. Because, <laughs> because Rockstar needs to milk that franchise. <laughs> oh, meme that said, like, um, Rockstar gave us this in eight years, and it was GTA 3, Vice City, San Andreas, and GTA 4. And then it was like, and then they gave us this in eight years. And it was GTA 5, GTA 5, GTA 5, GTA 5. <sighs> See, why make a new game where you can just constantly patch it and <laughs> give it updates and DLC? The only thing that kind of saves my frustration is that it's going to be free for anyone with PlayStation Plus. So, aka everyone. But yeah, Ratchet and Clank, amazing. Resident Evil 8? Yes. We, we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to talk about. So, um, so I guess, I guess for me, I, I, I honestly don't remember, or it's really fuzzy, I don't remember prior PlayStation E3s at the moment. Like, they're very blurry. But, like, this live stream, it just felt, maybe, maybe it was just the fact that, you know, E3 and basically every other convention and trade shows canceled. But it just, this one felt very different to me. Uh, it felt like after all, like all the years of like feedback on what makes a good presentation good versus great, uh, you know, Sony took that to heart. Uh, I loved how it was very little fluff. Like it was very short, clean, to the point. Uh, people like executives didn't talk for more than like three minutes, and they let all the trailers and all the all the the gameplay speak for itself. Like most most, if not all, of the trailers were captured with PS5 capture video, uh, and they just let they just let the the video. Uh, uh, the experience speak for itself. I, I love that. I, like it was, it was like it, it was like a tight hour and a half. Very little talking. Very very little exposition. They kept the cars close to the vest, and I I really enjoyed how it was set up. And uh, I guess this speaks more to the power of the console itself. Even even the games that I have zero interest in, like Gran Turismo. Or NBA, just like the fact that all the PS5 PS5 capture video looks so clean and so good, it's like wow, I'm I'm very yeah. Happy. I mean, so those are my uh, that's my. I thoughts. feel like Sony has been doing a really good job. Um, I mean, I know last year they did their own trade show. They didn't. They weren't with E3, and the year before that they were with E3. But it's it's been the same style for a few years where. Sony will produce very little fluff and just show off all the all the new upcoming games. And they'll usually show things that are coming out closer, uh, well, sooner rather than later. And, I mean, you do get those titles that are coming out, like, later and way later. 
i.e. Kingdom Hearts 3, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> where, <laughs> where that game just like, <laughs> yeah, it's coming out. Well, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Well, it's Square Enix. You know, it's it's a it's a crapshoot. Like Final Fantasy X or Final Fantasy fifteen. Uh, wait, you mean thirteen verses? Uh, sure, it'll, it'll take a decade to make. Don't worry. Final about Fantasy Seven is is on the way. <laughs> but it's here. It's here. It's been out. We have we have the F seven box in our hands. So dreams do come I mean, true. We have verses thirteen also. Technically. <laughs> Technically, they just they just like cross it out with with sharpie and they just slap the fifteen <laughs> sticker on top of it. Yeah, I mean, um, but that's what I like about Sony's conferences. They kind of learn that their fans really just want to see games. I don't want to see an executive talk. If I want to see an executive talk, then I would fucking keep up with every time a Sony executive says something on Twitter. But I don't. I, I want to see games. I want to see game play. Especially now that we're coming into the next generation. It's here. Like This is the end of this gen of gaming. And I want to see what the next gen of gaming brings. And I don't believe Xbox has shown any of that, if at all. So this is really our first big look into next gen gaming. The Spider-Man trailer that they started off with looked phenomenal from the very beginning. Like you said, Gran Turismo and NBA. I'm not really looking forward to those games at all, but they looked beautiful. The processing power, like just like, just like that shot of like, of the, the, uh, one of the basketball players, he's like hyping himself up. You just see every single bead yeah. of sweat on his forehead. It's like, Oh my God, that is, that looks unreal. I mean, there's like, not how, many like, games where you need that much detail, but like NBA is one of those games that it doesn't really change besides like maybe some mechanics will change in the game. But like the core game is still the same. It's still like a one team versus one team basketball game. So I think the things besides, like I said, core mechanics that have to change would be like graphics. Graphics do that's like one game that would I would say focuses on graphics more than any other game, and where you would need that fine attention to detail to like sweat and like seeing the sweat on their shirt for instance like that's crazy uh and looks amazing yeah same with gran turismo i mean like i mean driving games there's like two camps you got your super realistic uh simulators like gran turismo but then you got like your cartoony stuff like mario kart or crash team racing and like uh and i used to play a lot of gran turismo back in the day but now it's like eh but like with this Gran Turismo, just to see how clean and fresh, like just just seeing all the reflections of the scenery bouncing off the chrome of your cars, like wow, like processing power, graphics have just come a, such a long way, and I I respect the craft that that goes into making something that honestly, realistic. what impressed me more about Gran Turismo more than anything was the sound design. Like the sound that the car was making, like how realistic it sounded, how far, like you can tell how far you're sitting from the engine. And like the 3D sound design on that was beautiful. I think there's there's a lot to look forward to. Um, 
even like the new Ratchet and Clank game looks insane. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Ratchet and Clank, but like just to be able to like pull into other dimensions, it it, it was just fucking amazing. Hell yeah. So l- let's get into it. So uh, I want to split this up between two camps. So uh, obviously... Obviously, uh, Sony has like the these big titles um, that they have in the back park, and I what really I what I really appreciated here, uh, it wasn't it had a great mix of indie and like AAA first party titles. Uh, so let's let's divide up the camp. So let's start with like with, like the indie titles. Um, what titles? Um, what indie small well, quote unquote smaller titles that caught your attention? Um, for me, hands. Well, there's like a couple, but like um, one of them, Stray. Yeah, I was gonna I, I, Stray. We've heard. <laughs> oh my god! Like I know Stray. That was announced a couple of times, like uh, in the past year or two. I think we've seen screenshots. But I think this. I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the first time we actually seen, seen gameplay. For anyone who hasn't seen it, Stray. It takes place in this super futuristic, uh, cyberpunkish world. Where humans are gone, um, the earth is populated by sentient robots, and you play as a cat wandering around the city solving mysteries. So cool! I just, I just, it's, it's like, it's, it's like, it's like how I feel about the Final Fantasy VII remake. Just, I don't care how how it's 50 hours of you being in one city, just being Midgar. It's like the city is feels so alive and vibrant, and you get, I get that same feeling, except you're a cat. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to mention Stray, but I mean, you got to it. But another game that really caught my attention, which honestly, I don't know. I, I just, I feel like it came out of nowhere. I thought it was really unique, really interesting. And that was Bug Snack. Bug Snacks? <laughs> that game just... Yes. Uh, that, that's, that, that, is that, that's, the, that's the same guys who did uh, Octodad. Yeah. Um, this, I feel like I've never heard of this game before. So even if they mentioned it, like if someone mentioned it in the past somewhere, I have no idea. But this game looked very interesting and extremely fun. I just, I just love the weird conceit behind it like it just feels very tongue-in-cheek like um you know it's basically you're on an island and all the bugs are like fused with fruit and burgers and hot dogs and then you're you're like a food explorer and then you're just creating this island but it also Um, seems like as you eat the bug snacks your like limbs become like <laughs> what snacky it's so weird it's a it's low-key wholesome body horror <laughs> uh that seems it's a very cartoony colorful design and uh it's something that you know both kids and adults can enjoy um yeah i that was that definitely took me off guard i was like okay uh sure sure this is great um uh, Oh man, um, so another another indie project that I was uh, interested in. Um, oh god, it's uh well I can't, I don't know if I can describe it as indie because uh, it's by uh, Tango GameWorks, so the same studios that did Evil Within and 
uh, Evil Within 2, uh, but Ghostwire Tokyo, um, oh my god, that game looks so pretty and so cool, uh, you're basically, uh, like a neo-noir cyberpunk, uh, ghost hunter in the middle of Tokyo, um, I didn't, uh, so this is the first time they revealed it, this is like in first person view, and you're basically shutting down ghosts and Slenderman with Naruto hand jutsu seals, you're just like, blah, 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 I just throw like a fireball, and so much like Naruto, I, I found it so hilarious how, like, you, you explode a ghost, and in classic studio bone style, they start exploding into cubes, <laughs> it's like, that's, that's so anime, so, uh, I'm, it's interesting because, like, I know when Ghostwire first was released, uh, and given the pedigree of Tango, um, it was it, people were expecting it to be like more of a like a a horror, but this one seems more action packed. And I'm not complaining. I it looks frenetic. It looks so cool. Um, uh, just like that one shot where you're, you're just like free falling from Tokyo Tower. Ugh. So I'm very excited for that game. Um, another game that like kind of caught me off guard, but like really caught my attention was Goodbye Volcano High. It had like a very Netflix cartoony style about it. It didn't really have like a gameplay trailer, uh, so I'm guessing it's gonna follow more of the like Life is Strange type of gameplay style, where it's like a story-based game, but it, it it looks very interesting and the art style looks great. I'm trying to think what other indie titles. Uh, well, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't classify this as an indie because uh, it's it's by Capcom. I would I would um, I would put it under like the WTF. Okay, this is weird, but okay category. Uh, um. So Capcom is working on uh, this brand new IP. Uh, apparently, I think it was uh, someone from the FF, or, oh, sorry, a couple of blokes from the fifteen uh, FF fifteen team are here, uh, or are we're working on it. Um, oh no, wait, I'm thinking of Ghostwire. Never mind. So anyway, Capcom um, is releasing this game. It's called Pragmata, and. This feels so much like a Hideo Kojima game. Um, so all we see is like a post-apocalyptic city, like like New York. You have like this, like this spaceman rigged to the teeth with all all tor- all types of of like backpacks and gears and guns and shields, and um, it had like a like an echo like Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within kind of vibe where. Um, you had like these spirits populating the planet. Like the there's this one shot where the astronaut like starts beaming um, the street, and then he starts seeing like these after images of ghostly humans, and then some weird stuff happens, and then and they, him and his little girl end up on the moon, and they're looking at Earth, and it's like this seems strange, but I, I'll roll with it because I it just seems very interesting. Um, so that's that was one of those games where like I have no idea what's going on, but tell me more about it. Uh, you sold me. Hey, you're right. When I saw that trailer, the first thing that came to my mind was like, "Oh, here's Hideo Kojima's new new game. This is his new <laughs> playground." Yeah. <laughs> and nope, Capcom. 
Yeah, did you have any more indie games that uh, um, stood out to you? Honestly, the other games that stood out to me, I don't know where they stand as far as, like, if they're indie or not. So, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see? Okay, well, we'll have, like, eh, the, the we don't know category. But was there anything else uh, that stuck out to you before hitting the the big the big guns the triple a titles um, um yeah so uh kenna bridge of spirits that game just looked cool as shit honestly i have no idea what it's about but it just looked really cool and caught my attention i feel like that game it felt a lot like zelda yeah, like a studio yeah. ghibli movie yeah it did look very zelda-esque i i'm a sucker for like time travel time loop stories so uh returnal um it's a game by housemark and you it it features uh a astronaut and she's stuck in this time loop where she's constantly crashing on this planet and having to survive and um i i I mean it's a it's a well-used trope uh but i'm a sucker for it and like the alien designs and the alien world looks really dark and grim and i love it so i i'm i just get get me get sell me anything with time loops i'm there so returnal uh returnal really caught my attention so it's funny when you mentioned time loops i mean i thought of returnal but it also reminded me of this next game death loop where you're an assassin in like a groundhog day-esque timeline where you're trying to kill seven other assassins who are stuck in the same loop and it's by uh, arcane studios so it has that dishonored flavor where it's very frenetic high-speed action you can you can talk between magic powers and guns and knives and um it has like this super b-rated pulpy art style uh and it's leaning so hard into it um and i it's yeah i yeah death loop i <laughs> i'm very very excited about that so i got i got two time loop video games for the price of one this it's, is great it's as if we planned talking about those back to back uh brilliant um so Eddie, i think we should talk about some big name titles i mean you, you mentioned it uh at the top of the show but holy shit um uh a, a spider-man Miles morales standalone game not a not an expansion not a uh not not a dlc a standalone miles morales video game that is such hype that is so it's huge uh so, so first it's thoughts so well needed uh or so much needed I always said, like, Miles has such cool powers. He has, like, this electromagnetic power. He can go invisible, as well as the same powers as Peter Parker. So it's like having a bunch of superheroes in one. And Miles has such, like, an interesting story and dynamic to him. And I really think this game is going to be amazing. Uh, I believe it's the same dev team that came out with the Spider-Man game for PlayStation. Yeah, it's yeah. Insomniac, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm extremely excited. Uh, so do you have any predictions or harebrained theories or, or hot takes about uh, what's gonna happen in my, uh, like uh, 
I obviously I I don't think this would be the case because Insomniac has already built like a solid foundation. But like all I can think about is like Enter the Spider Verse. Like this just would Nick be a Cage. Way. Nick Cage just steps out. He's like he's like he's, he's like an NPC that yeah, helps you be out. A beautiful be awesome. way of like maybe the end of the game teases that um Spider Man uh Spider Verse game because we already have the one Spider Man game. So maybe I don't know like end credits of this game you see miles bump into like peter from the other dimension and like i don't know tease at a spider-verse game or or uh miles miles meets uh like a hit hit like a more serious i mean this this game has has like obviously like a much more serious tone than like the enter the spider-verse movie but like i would love it if like uh spider gwen just shows up in the end credits and it's like oh, and then they just team up, and like um, I mean, and then like I don't know, um, what's her name? Olivia. Uh, oh God, what's her name? Octavia. I don't know. The female, the female Doctor Ock from the movie. Um, oh, I don't. Know. I don't Was I don't it Olivia? Liv. I don't remember. Oh my God, it's been such a long time. I I have no excuse because Spider Verse is on Disney Plus. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, I would love to see Spider Gwen to show up. Uh, and just br- uh, just start um, uh, weaving that web, if you will. Yeah, her name uh, is Octavia. In the, in... Okay, cool. Olivia yeah, Octavia. My gosh, Olivia. Yes, thank you. I yeah I um um I know like the first Insomniac Spider-Man game, which just was so well polished, so so re- well received, and like you know they're just building on that success, and then now you just have Miles Morales who. Um, even though he's a newer Spider-Man, Miles Morales has been around for like at least a decade already. Uh, so he has he has such a passionate fan base. Um, and like you said, um, uh, a a brand new suite of powers to definitely switch up gameplay. Uh, like stealth missions, and that, that's gonna be so cool, especially when you're like invisible. Yeah, like that. stealth um, missions. Is, so. Um, I feel like stealth missions is always like. A predominant thing in spider-man games but like this will be next level stealth missions like it better feel like you're fucking solid snake <laughs> <laughs> taking out some bad can you imagine games. miles miles like walking around with a cardboard box that'd be great <laughs> i mean i hope he makes references to having like a cheeseburger in his pocket <laughs> 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 um i want an attack where maz morales throws a bagel <laughs> at, at an enemy and then when the bagel hits somebody just see the automatic automatic bagel <laughs> uh awesome uh any last uh thoughts about uh spider-man maz morales no, i have high hopes for it insomniac knows what the fuck they're doing i trust them if this was like a bethesda spider-man game i'd be like oh i'm iffy on that yeah because <laughs> bethesda will make a half half release game um we'll patch it up you want the ending <laughs> we'll, we'll patch it in in six months exactly yeah oh hey oh oh uh what's this miles just play you could play miles playing a video game in his own living room what's that video game oh look it's skyrim <laughs> <laughs> skyrim what are you doing here <laughs> Oh jeez. Um 
So, Eddie, you mentioned before um, your your excitement for Ratchet and Clank. Oh, yeah. uh, so, so the last Ratchet and Clank was a while ago, uh, wasn't it? Was it Full Frontal Assault? Uh, well, there was the remake for PlayStation Four. It was the remake of Ratchet and Clank One. Oh yeah, well, I mean, that's that was four years ago already. Wow, jeez. Yeah. Okay, so it has been a while. So, I'm almost positive the last one was Full Frontal Assault. Oh no, uh, before the next, yeah, Full Frontal Assault, which was kind of like a a four player co op uh, game, which I have the platinum for. <laughs> I I had a lot of fun with it. It was just a lot of like tedious grinding and every level kind of felt the same. But the game before that for uh, all for one was the the four multiplayer game. Uh that one was very tedious. Full Frontal Assault was just like a regular Ratchet and Clank game, but that was also very fun and I mean I feel like I always enjoy a Ratchet and Clank game. I feel like you can't really go wrong with it. Just like it's they have a really really well established formula for platforming and just the fact that you know they're, they're just introducing like quantum time leap tr- you know crossing dimensions and how you can like pull dimensions towards you and leap through it like that just opens up so much um uh options for for gameplay and the fact that like you it's like the the amount of set scening is like limitless like in that one trailer you're you're just like you're you're on a pterodactyl and you're flying through a portal oh you're now you're in a cyberpunk city and uh, then you're somewhere else and uh oh there's like you're on this pirate ship and crazy there's like a kraken trying to attack you like that it's um there's you get throw in so many classic tropes or classic uh set pieces and just uh, ha- you're having your cake and eating it too. Um, so I, I think that's such a smart. Uh, I mean, they they also like. It's not like it's new. I mean, one the the game is about like space travel, so you can literally go anywhere with it. But it's not like we're new to Ratchet and Clank giving us these new mechanics, because out of nowhere during the PlayStation Three era, they came out with the Ratchet and Clank Future games, which introduced. Uh, Clank's ability to time travel and Ratchet to tag along with him throughout these time traveling um, so I mean quantum leaping I'm down with it mm. um, also we forgot to mention one more thing um, so there's like this uh, at the end of the trailer um, um, there's a surprise reveal of a brand new female character, uh, and then I was just laughing because, like, I like, like, what's it called? Rule thirty four. Like, f- people started going crazy with fan art of her. Um, but uh, it looks like we'll have like either. Do you think it, it's gonna be like a two player uh, hop in and out system, or do you think that um, you know there's gonna be significant parts of the campaign where you'll be playing as her instead? Uh, what are your uh, theories? I think two player is more likely. Um, but I do also think that I think that it'll, it'll be a part of the story as well as I feel like she's Earth 2 Ratchet. 
<laughs> I I got those vibes too. Uh, she's like she's the ratchet. Like if ratchet never existed, because like I don't know, because ratchet and Clay got separated, so it's like this weird time split. Or it's like it's like Flashpoint paradox where uh, <laughs> like ratchet dies and then like this she takes up the the, the mantle it's or something. Funny like that. that you said like the Rule Thirty Four thing, um, because I saw a thing on Twitter where someone was like, "There's gonna they they took a picture of her." Uh, from the thing and said there's going to be like 800 million pictures fan art of her in the next 20 minutes and the writer of the game retweeted it and was like I want everyone to send me their fan art and uh, like two minutes later she commented on her own tweet and she was like I've already seen her naked (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like oh, the internet works so fast oh my god i love like the the internet's just so weird like there's that and like um uh, you, uh i've been posting a bunch of them um on like the PS5 facebook memes. group too but like just the ps5 memes are so good like reskinning the ps5 to look like kaiba or Jojo, or or just turning the PS5 into like, like, like head. literal anime waifus, and, or Cell's hat. Um, or, it's just, I the internet's so weird, and I love how and creative it's fast, it is. And, man. Like, these like, memes came out literally. I, I don't like understand how. <laughs> it's like, were you, did uh, you have the things ready? Yes, I, I think they, they had their studio, they had their, their tablet, their Wacom, the Wacom tablet. They're just eagle-eyeing the, 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 the live stream. As soon as they see something cool like like uh, the, that new hero in Ratchet Clank, they take a screen cap, they put it onto their tablets, they start doodling, and they post it on the web, <laughs> and they have a timer uh, <laughs> to, see, to see if they can get it, uh, get it out on the web in less than two minutes. The internet is a crazy place. Uh, cool. Well, um, anything else about uh, Ratchet? No, Clank? again, Insomniac. Don't don't really have any mm. any thoughts. I think they're gonna do a great mm. job. Yeah, man. Uh, okay, so let's let's get into some big big hitters. Uh, uh, Andy, Village or Resident Evil Eight? Oh, uh, let's talk about Resident Evil. Uh, you're like one of the biggest Resident Evil fans I know uh, ever. So I need your 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 pure hot takes on this. Uh, first impressions. I Ethan is highly upset. He's back in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> it's like God. It's like damn it. I just wanna. I just want to hang out with my wife. But no, evil Chris had to come in and shoot after my wife in the head. Ta- what after, the hell? After he's. <laughs> Back from the bakers, I mean, I feel like after the baker home, I'd be like, nope, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm gonna find myself a nice secluded area, and mm-hmm. and just away from all of this bullshit. And oh, what the fuck is going on with Chris? Why are you shooting Mia? So it's it's wild because like uh, so I have a theory. Like the trailer that was released, it, it was saying some cryptic lines like. It's gonna be the end of his story, uh, and like I was, I really surprised that uh, that Ethan uh, was gonna be the protagonist of this game. Um, but he, he uh, I mean, uh, I I feel it's kind of like the 
like the Gordon Freeman effect where like he's just an ordinary guy and he's just caught up in like like world ending uh scenarios and uh he's he's like this reluctant hero uh uh and so he's kind of stuck so i feel like um ethan will probably get like a trilogy or or if or, so I, I don't think to me i don't think that ethan will ethan's story is going to be ending here i think actually chris might, yeah, might die I or i think yeah because like i think he i think chris turned heel chris shot mia and like ethan's like come on man like i went through so much trouble in the last game trying to save her like what the chris, hell also i mean chris is by far my favorite resident evil uh protagonist um wesker is my favorite antagonist but uh chris's story in my opinion ended when he killed wesker that's that's what chris that's what his mission was that's what his like everything about him was him and wesker it's kind of like a naruto sasuke kind of thing and there's no more wesker i feel like chris i mean i guess chris wants to stop all of the bioterrorism but um i feel like his story ended long ago and when they expanded it in resident evil 6 to make him like this borderline alcoholic i was just like what what did they do to him but they're they're like destroying his character i i i look at it as like uh like a harvey dead two-face kind of thing where like chris is yeah like chris has fulfilled his mission and now he's trying to find purpose and he's he's lived too long he's he's becoming the villain like i i think and during the events of like resident evil 7 like he's he's uh He's an agent for a reformed umbrella, right? It's called like um like blue umbrella or yeah. So maybe maybe like he's become the thing that he swore to destroy, kind of thing. Where like he's just become a loyal lapdog to uh um blue umbrella, which is like a, a like it's just old umbrella, but like just a new new coat of paint. And then I don't know, maybe he got corrupted or he got some like something see something snapped, and now I feel like. Chris is going to be the uh, a continuous big bad that stalks you throughout Village. Um, that's my I mean, take on it. I hope he's not like the big bad. I hope it's mm -hmm. the case. I feel like it should be like it's the case where maybe Chris is infected by something because now we're seeing like a lot more paranormal shit and like werewolf esque creatures oh my god yes like witches and like oh straight up werewolf and and the castle looks straight out of castlevania like there's like this small village and there's like a mountain peak and like a creepy ass uh gothic castle right in the foreground like, that is that is so cool um like who knows like, are you gonna fight dracula i, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I personally feel like people are thinking like uh, Capcom is just running out of ideas for Resident Evil games. But honestly, how long could you run zombies for? Like, um, they did zombies. They did these BOWs. They turned liquors into, like, controllable things. So why not go into other, like, dip your hand in, in other horror thing themes? Um, I feel like 
this is a style that fits Resident Evil as well. It's not like a complete what the fuck. It's more of like, oh, I'm surprised they didn't do this before. Yeah, you know, we're going to put zombies. Zombies are like, you know, they've been a thing for the last decade. And, you know, uh, and right now we live in a pandemic society. So it's a, it's a little bit too on the nose. So let's go with werewolves. Werewolves, you know, they're, they're great. They're but fine. also Resident <laughs> Evil 7 had like some paranormal-esque stuff about it too. The whole thing with Evelyn. Was she like a little girl, a ghost, a fucking old lady? Like... There was so much going on there. And even throughout the the demo of Resident Evil 7, you were able to find like seven specific ghosts in the game. So I feel like it was going in that paranormal direction for a long time. Now we're just seeing it at full force. I mean, I, I think, I mean, Resident Evil 7, it was a face shift. I mean, it was like the first first person Resident Evil. Uh, it it brought the series back to full form. Uh, gave it like a really fresh new point of view. It uh it established more emphasis on horror. Um, because I know definitely in the last few Resident Evil's prior to that, it was a little bit more action heavy. But now it's uh it's going back into that haunted house. Uh, um, stalked by danger everywhere. You got a self puzzle kind of feel and um. And I just love like the new setting. Like I'm all about that. It's such classic gothic horror, and you know, just throwing in like witches and werewolves, and who knows, might see some like crazy vampire style creatures or, uh, and like even even um even in the last Resident Evil, that's like, um, I mean, it's a it's a very loose take on like creature from the black lagoon except it, they're just like these mushroom monsters um so uh or like swamp thing you know i i i love like this loose super loose inspiration on the universal on the universal's monsters take on resident evil i just give me more of it i love it yeah um i i've seen surprisingly a lot of hate on them bringing uh resident evil 8 back to the first person and in my personal opinion, I think it's amazing. Um, I've played Resident Evil 7 so many times, and I know that game pretty well. And I'm not going to lie, every single time I play it, I still get creeped out by the same exact things that have creeped me out since day one in that game. Being alone in the house with Jack still terrifies the shit out of me. And I feel and, like that's... And it's another opportunity to try a PSVR, yeah, and right? and I feel like that's <laughs> something that that third person takes away from it. Um, third person kind of almost makes you want to go more action-y. You can see your complete surroundings by, like, manipulating the camera. Um, whereas first person, you can only see what's in front of you. You don't know what's behind you. You don't know what's next to you. It's just front vision. See, I, I'm surprised. Like, I, I, I guess you were you were seeing this on social media or or Reddit. I, I guess what's the underlying, or I guess over overarching criticism why people are upset about eight being first person? They, they, they just want third person. person. Oh, I mean, 
I mean, it's kind of like a trend, like where I like. Um, I mean, the, the first the, the, three games the were original like Resident controls. Evil's had like the fix. Yeah. Yeah, the tank controls, and then you person. had the third person view with like mm -hmm. four. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think they're just following tradition, and you know, you got Capcom. Capcom has to make decisions to try to keep it fresh for veteran and new players, and I, I guess you know it, when it comes down to it, if you're not happy with it, you don't have to buy it. And the you whole thing. Personally, I think it. the whole uh, thing with Resident Evil, which I think is also such an amazing series, is that every single game you can see as its own standalone game. I don't need to play 4 to understand 5. I don't need to play 5 to understand the shit show of 6. And so on. I could play the game in any order I want, and I can still get the same story as well as have my fun with that style of game yeah so i guess uh you know final thoughts on on village like so i i th what i enjoyed about seven was it kept i mean obviously in the title it was like you know resident evil 7 biohazard but uh it kept its genetic lineage to the rest of the franchise like very close to the chest until you get much later to the game now, I, I guess with advertising here, like we already know, like Chris Chris Redfield is steeped heavily into. Uh, he might be he might not be the big bad, but he's at least an antagonist. Or for for all we know, that could just be like kill. a plot diversion, and maybe mm -hmm. it's Ethan uh, Ethan like suffering from being infected with the E virus, where he sees these weird mm. visions. And like sees crazy shit. Oh, see, but, so, but, who knows? Like I said, Resident Evil, you can go fucking anywhere with it. Heck yeah. Um yeah, so Andy, I guess like what's like the single most thing you, you would want to see at a village? Like uh, <laughs> maybe in the castle you'll find like a Frankenstein. It's like it's like an updated version of the nemesis or or uh, or Mr. X is like a some some new version of Tyrant, but it's all stitched together. It has like a giant like a giant like transformer stick out of its back or something like that. Just, I would love to just see don't that. have something cool. following me around because between between exactly. Resident <laughs> Evil Seven, Resident Evil Two, and Resident Evil Three, uh, the remakes, I have shit my pants enough. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want someone else following me around. <laughs> just leave me alone <laughs> let me explore this village in peace yeah that's all i have though i'm extremely excited and it comes out in 2021 which will probably be like february march because that's what it seems like resident evil's release dates have been steadily around i'm so i'm very excited yeah i yeah we'll we'll see i mean uh i mean we're all the ps5 is on track to release in like november of this year i don't they haven't. They're keeping it very close to the vest as well. Like they haven't announced uh, a price point. Uh, neither has Xbox, if I yeah. remember correctly. Or so. official release dates. We're just like in the shadows. Holiday of twenty twenty. So one of uh, the other huge uh, reveal, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn Two Forbidden West. Oh my goodness. Um, like the first Horizon Zero Dawn, which is 
such a vibrant uh, and interesting world to travel around in. Uh, you, you're just, you know, you, you, you hunt down mecha dinosaurs and, um, and um, uh, Aloy was just such a uh, amazing uh, hero. Um, and now the stakes here are even higher. There's like some crazy infectious bioorganism that's taking over the entire planet. And uh, it seems like the, the scope of this game is so much wider like there's so many new vistas that uh you can explore like there's like i i cannot wait for all the underwater missions um uh, just alone like i love that footage so much um i yeah i i, I think i honestly can't s- i i had uh, i mean i know this is a podcast so it's kind of hard to say but like just watching the footage alone just it does not do it justice for me to describe it to anyone who's listening right now it's like the it's just so stark so crisp and like um it's just uh, i am hella excited for uh forbidden west uh, i never you, had a chance to play uh horizon zero dawn unfortunately but i i always wanted to play it uh i was just looking it up now because i was curious on the price point and for the complete edition of Horizon Zero Dawn right now is twenty bucks. That's not on sale. That is a, such a good deal. That's such a good deal. Oh my god, it is such a good game. Like so, Guerrilla Games, uh, they're the same s- studio that did uh, Killzone. Um, and um, Killzone for the, for the longest time was their like their claim to fame. Uh, but then like you know they. Uh, they really knocked it out of the park with Horizon Zero Dawn. It was like the very, very ambitious open world um, action game. Um, I, I can't believe it, it didn't like. Yeah, it, it, was, it was released in it was released in twenty seventeen. Um, so it's not that long ago. Um, and uh, it's just a really well polished action role playing game. Um, um, so yeah, no, no spoilers, but. Uh, uh, it's an open world post apoc uh, action RPG where machines like 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 biomechanical uh, machines rule and the world and the world's been taken over by nature. So you hunt down like r- robotic stags and like robo dinosaurs and uh, you have like all these super cool gadgets. Um, so it's kind of like like. Like Final Fantasy meets like Monster Hunter meets like, um, uh, like Uncharted because there's a lot of like platforming and like treasure hunting. And I was like, oh, such a cool. Yeah, synthesis. I think that's what always drew me to it was, it was like Monster Hunter esque, but it was also like mechanical dinosaurs, <laughs> like a robot yeah. dinosaurs. That's <laughs> fucking rad. But yeah. I, Horizon uh, Forbidden West, like you said, that game looks so amazing. So I'm excited to actually go back and, well, go and play Zero Dawn. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's, it is, the Zero, you're going to have so much fun with the first Zero Dawn. Like, it's just so 
uh, it's a game that really makes you think like uh, like uh, like with monster hunter like it, you have there's a lot of strategy and there's a lot of like variety like oh yeah yes um i'm gonna use this this electro snare trap to pin down the dinosaur and then i'm gonna lay down some mines and then i'm gonna shoot my arrows at its head so it like it walks back and explodes and there's like this one uh part of the game where like uh, these dinosaurs—it's kind of like right out of Zoids, or the T-Rex dinosaur has a freaking like laser turret on its back, and you could like rip off the turret and like <laughs> shoot it <laughs> with its own laser. It's so good. Ah, oh, I cannot wait. Kind of reminds me of um, Doctor Evil, just strapping laser beams to the top of things' heads. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, and like in, in Forbidden Rift, there's gonna be a ton of underwater missions, so you're, you're gonna fight uh, sharks laser with lasers on their heads. heads. It's, gonna be, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I mean, at uh, a, yeah, man, for someone who hasn't played it at a twenty dollar price point, I'm in there. But first, I need to finish The Last of Us for the very first time. I finally started it. So after that. Yeah, Last of Us Two is coming out like next week. <laughs> I I did not realize it was coming out so soon until I started seeing so I many trailers share for play, it. Like... Um, well, not share play. I share accounts with my friend, and he pre-ordered it, and it was just funny because I opened my PlayStation. I turned on my PlayStation Four one day, and I see The Last of Us Part Two downloaded, the art of The Last of Us Part Two. And the soundtrack, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" Oh my god! You're like, "What the fuck is all this?" But, <laughs> uh, uh, well, actually, uh, yeah, that's. A, I mean, I, th- I think that's a good point to to end it up on. Like, I mean, we're talking about like all these PS5 releases, but we have like a very, very iconic Sony IP coming out like next week, and. Uh, uh, I want to get your thoughts on like Last of Us. Like it's uh, that that game. I think first came out. Yeah, first came out on the PS3, uh, near the end of its life cycle. And then they we had we had, we had like the remastered PS4 edition, plus uh, a couple of DLCs. But I want to get your thoughts. Like it's regarded as one of the Sony Sony's like finest uh, IP. So I want to get your your initial thoughts on. Let on me it. tell you the horror about me trying <laughs> to play The Last of Us. It started when The Last of Us first came out for the PS3. I actually pre-ordered it, um, bought it, got it home one day. So I booted up the game, played the intro sequence, got up to the part where uh, you first meet Tess and you're, you're going into like the house and she goes into a room and for some reason, I couldn't get in the room. So I was like, okay, well, maybe maybe I missed something that I had to do or someone I have to speak to. So I turned around. I backtracked all the way out of the building. Nothing. So I was like, all right, let me just go back. So I finally go back to the room. And then I fell through the floor. And I, I was like, this is fucking weird. So I restarted my game. And when I restarted my game, it seemed like my save state was stuck inside the floor. Because whenever I booted the game up, oh, I was just no. in the floor. So I got pissed off. I put it down. I was like, all right, whatever. I'm going to wait for them. Maybe they'll patch it in a few days. So then uh, I think a few days later, a patch finally goes through. 
I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to replay this game again. I start it up, and I'm at a load screen. And the load screen is just there for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. And after a while, I was just like, uh, I don't even want to fucking play this game. And I turned it off, and I never went back. And then I got it for the PlayStation 4 Remastered because everyone told me what an amazing game it was. And I would get past the intro sequence and, like, I would finally meet Tess. And then I was just like, eh, I'm, I'm fucking over it. This game left a bad taste in my mouth. I'm not going back to it. But my friend convinced me to replay it again. And this time I'm share playing it. So, like, while I'm playing it, he's just watching me play. Talking to me about, like, the lore of the game as I progress in the story and what's going on and everything. And I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm having a good time. It it beats the unplayable fifteen minutes I got out of it back in the PlayStation Three <laughs> era. I I mean you know it's not it's not the je- destination it's the journey and who cares if, you, if it takes you like seven years to beat it that's fine it's cool you're you're having Listen, fun that's all that's, that matters and <laughs> that in my opinion is what really made this game a horror game was I bought it day one and playing it until now how many years is that well i'm gonna fucking google it uh last of us came out yeah so 2013 yeah so it has been like almost seven, seven years uh, it or, took uh, me seven fucking years to finally play this game uh, so actually i think it's kind of poetic today's june 14th 2020 uh the the game was released worldwide exactly on june 14th 2013 <laughs> and i only started playing it two days ago oh my god so almost exactly seven years to the day that's... andy <laughs> that's funny and here we are oh, geez. finally playing this here shit we are. show of a game <laughs> Yeah, I really enjoyed Last of Us. Like, uh, I mean, it's it's by Naughty Dog, so it has immense talent behind it. The it's it's truly a character driven story. Uh, it's yeah, I mean, like the set piecing, like it's I, I, if I remember correctly, I think it's uh, set in like a post apocalyptic Seattle, like Minnesota um, or like not Minnesota, cr- um, Missouri or some weird southern state. Oh, you know what? I'm thinking. I think. No, I'm thinking of The Last of Us Two. I think Last of Us Two set in Seattle, but uh, um, like like the creatures, like these fungal zombies, the clickers, like they they're like they're spoopy as hell. Um, and but like and everything is so grim, and it feel it feels the world feels lived in and broken, and uh, it has like this slow burn tension all the time. Um, especially when you have to dot, worry about other raiders and clickers and other fungal zombies, um, and but like the true substance, the true meat and potatoes is just like the budding relationship between uh, uh, the main characters and like it's just a product of a really great writing and excellent um, uh, voice acting and uh, so and then I. I and it, that's just going to be more of that pedigree coming out next week. So yeah. uh, I'm really excited for the, the pacing of the game to me is very interesting because it's like 
it's like story segment, then like stealth, then action, stealth, more story. And it's weird to say because it's not like these things haven't happened before. Like there's never been like an action stealth game before. But like the pacing of this game feels very unique and very interesting. They, they like introduce you to one enemy and like give you like a little tutorial on how to take them out and then it's like well good luck here's a fuck ton of them and where i'm at test just died so they they give you like a little a little thing on clickers then a little thing on runners and then it's like here's four runners and a clicker to fight and it's like okay and that part took me a while to get past. I'm going to say I died like a good four or five times before I finally got past it. And then the next segment after that is like, all right, well, here's a segment with seven clickers and three runners. And I'm like, dude, I couldn't get past fucking one clicker. You want me to get past seven? The game is tough. I think it's tough, but it, it, it's... It's fair in a way where it rewards you for like smart play and strategic. But thinking. not only that, yeah. when you're fighting the one clicker, the one thing that you don't have yet is the ability to craft Molotov cocktails, and you and you don't <laughs> get any bottles. You you have bricks that are laying around in the area. So, um, Molotovs, in my opinion, are what make clickers super easy. Because the segment where I had to kill four, uh, seven clickers, I literally threw the bottle in the middle of the room. Three of them gathered, and then I threw the cocktail, and it killed all of them. And then I would stealth take out the runners, and just be very crafty on how I'm doing things. So it's interesting. The learning curve is crazy. My only complaint about the game is the button layout. I don't like it so much. Mm. Can can you not change it? It's been a while. I don't know. I honestly haven't tried, but like, I just, mm. I personally don't like it. To pick up things is triangle. And like, who you? Oh, uh, yeah, I can see. And I'm so used to using yeah, like. No, it's X. It's X is jump and, and pick yeah. up shit or interact so with so it. I'm so used to like yeah. X or maybe square being a button to like pick things up. And in this game, like square is to melee attack. So while we're while I'm playing with my friend, there'll be a thing and he's like, Oh, pick up that bottle over there. And I'm like, Oh yeah, good idea. And I go over towards it and instead of pressing triangle, I accidentally press square. And you see Punching. you see Joel with like a fucking plank of wood just swing at nothing. And we're in the middle of like a stealth mission and he's like, Oh my god, you're gonna get us killed. <laughs> uh uh andy andy i mean i mean it would be it would be too easy to change the control scheme no it's naughty dog's fault naughty dog you're doing it wrong listen this is the way that naughty dog <laughs> intended me to play this game so that's how i'm gonna see it out <laughs> i'm gonna play it the way naughty dog wanted me to
Oh my god! Imagine they haven't fixed it. The Last of Us Two, like I mean, I'm pretty sure it's the <laughs> triangle. Triangle still the pickup button. In if the I'm sequel. not mistaken, uh, it's the same button layout as Uncharted. I'm pretty sure it's the yeah, same yeah. exact. Uh, um... And that, <laughs> funny enough, that's another thing that I get fucked up with all the time: is uh, reloading your gun. R two. Who the fuck? Who uses R2? <laughs> R2 is like R2 is like the shoulder button you use for like grenades or something like that. <laughs> so <laughs> Not I mean, in my opinion, like even circle is like a good reload button. Yeah. Playing a lot of Overwatch, circle is the reload button. And <laughs> nope, it's R2. See, my thought is Naughty Dog's trying to wean you off of like Overwatch. Like, hey, too much Overwatch. Play more of us. <laughs> oh god. Naughty Dog, just make oh. your control schemes basic. Shut. <laughs> I mean, we we get it. Last of Us is very on guard for storytelling and voice acting and graphics and gameplay. Please, <laughs> don't, you don't have to re. You don't have to remake the controller setup. It's fine. You know. Call of Duty, uh, Overwatch, hell, even Resident Evil all utilize similar button layouts. Would it be? Would it have oh been that God. hard? Naughty Dog's a hipster of buttons. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're gonna use R. We're gonna use R three to reload. Oh, Who does that? Another one that that pisses me off is I keep holding down R three, thinking that it's gonna make me run. Nope, it's L one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> L1? No. No, that's what the that's what the dual shock control is for. You just just press it and run. L1. Terrible. <laughs> Not a dog. You're, you're gonna lose game of the year. <laughs> uh, oh jeez. Andy, any last any last thoughts about uh The Last of Us? Um I'm I'm glad that you're having a, a, a good time despite <laughs> all the <laughs> the controller problems. I mean, nitpicking aside with the controller problems, I'm I'm enjoying it. Um, probably not a game that I'm going to be platinuming because why would I? Funny enough, the only trophy I have is from when I played this game in 2014. Wow, really? Yeah, and apparently <laughs> I played a game of Survivors. Oh okay, and that was it. Nah, man. There's there's more trophy, more important trophies to be had, like F seven remake. So it's like I don't do I don't do trophies very often, but like I need the platinum up game, and hard mode is kicking my butt so oh, yeah. much right now. So even normal mode for uh, that game is is pretty um challenging. Ah, uh, dude, yeah. But that's a whole other bag of worms. That's a whole out. We need, we need, we need to get. You, you need to beat the game, and Zach needs to beat the game, and then we need, we need like, we need to get. Uh, we need to, you know, assemble the 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 Voltron. Oh talk yeah. About it. Uh, uh, cool. Well, uh, I think. Uh, I mean, I in general, I really enjoy this PS5 live stream. Um, you know, Sony's just Sony's still cranking out gold. Um, uh, I honestly like. I was never gonna get an Xbox to begin with, and like the new Xbox S, whatever they're calling it, like I just I hate like as much as like people are memeing and making fun of the PS5, uh, 
to look like a super edgy router. Like, at least they're trying to make it, like, they're trying to use aesthetics as, like, a... They're trying to put some effort in. Like, the Xbox just looks like a glorified paperweight. And it's just, like, I... I don't... Yeah. I personally, on my TV stand, um, where I have my consoles, I honestly doubt... I 100% cannot fit the Xbox Series X standing up. And I highly doubt that I can fit it laying on the side. It's just, it looks so unwieldy. It's just like, it's like, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't look clean. It doesn't look aesthetically pleasing. It's just like this, this solid brick of, of computer parts. I think the Xbox Uh, One looked fine. I don't know why they changed the aesthetic so drastically. Uh, who knows? I don't know. I mean, I just, I, I mean, I have zero interest in like in in uh, grabbing it and like I know Microsoft is trying to get me. Like they're like Microsoft is like the only oh like, or the Xbox does. I think for now, I mean, I'm really curious to see if they ever do it. But uh, I'm so excited for uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, and then they've been doing some theme peripherals like special uh cyberpunk themed headsets um and then there's a, a cyberpunk uh skinned or themed xbox but like nothing's coming out for the ps5 or at least nothing's been announced it's like P- do it do it you're cowards i need the cyberpunk ps5 like i'm gonna go off on a little bit little a small tangent real quick um as much as like the xbox does right the amount of like not games per se but like exclusive games exclusive content is so slim in my opinion it's not worth it playstation has that uh what the hell is it called where you can play older games kind of like game pass like the xbox game pass oh um god what was it called whatever the hell it is um sony has that and like you have to pay for that and playstation plus separately which will net you uh per year 120 dollars. whereas xbox if you pay for game pass you get xbox live with it so you can download all of these games and you also have the internet to play them online uh and that's great and all but then you look at their their library of exclusive games and i'm not really too much into halo and the only thing that really i have it for is like gears of war so it's just i don't know it feels really off to me they do some good things but there's not enough there to keep me stuck on xbox whereas like playstation has this amazing fucking spider-man game coming out and like they had an amazing spider-man game and they have The Last of Us and all of these other PlayStation exclusives that kind of just, like, keep you hooked in. I feel like that's what Xbox needs. They need to focus more on exclusives. Yeah, and I think they... I mean, sometimes capturing a successful first-party exclusive IP is just, like, capturing lightning in a bottle. Like, uh, I mean, what what does Xbox really have, like, you know, Master Chief, Halo, Gears of War. I I honestly can't think of anything else they have beyond those two. Um, 
but and like but you just name off the list on and on for Sony. You get you know like Nathan Drake, Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, uh, Ratchet and Clank. Um, like the the list goes on and on and on. And um, yeah, I don't know. And, and Sony just continues to build on the success. I think you know that this live stream just is definite proof of that. Um, and I, I, and then like if I. Even if I go over this list of of games that like Xbox has that are IP, like there's Forza, but like that Gran Turismo, so who cares? Then they also have um, Titanfall One, which they dropped and made it for every console, so that doesn't even matter. They have Sea of Thieves, which was a game that I was extremely hyped for when it first came out. And there were so many bugs and so many issues that I just kind of like dropped it week of. Uh, Sunset Overdrive, another really good game that just kind of like got forgotten about. And I feel like that's what Xbox does if you're not Gears of War or Master Chief. Yeah, uh, I, I I think Sony's really smart about managing, uh, encouraging like, first party support. Like obviously, like in the past couple of years, so, like, certain things like they, um, you know, they've kind of let, uh, they kind of let it die. Like for like, I mean, I know, I know this is a long time ago, but like, I still banged the, banged the, the hammer. Like, Sony did not support the PS Vita. It, it didn't provi- uh, provide it enough first-party support. Uh, I mean, the 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 good thing about, I guess, like the silver lining about that, like it just became this amazing proving grounds for indie and JRPGs. Um, but like you know, when you when you don't believe in your own product or you just you know fall asleep at the wheel, you know you you lose out on a great product. And and now like um, not not to say that. Um, not the disparage because I love my Switch, but like you know, Nintendo Switch is king of king of handheld consoles, hands down. I was I was just gonna say that. So like to that extent, uh, Sony doesn't believe in some of their consoles and creations as much as Nintendo believes and fully one hundred percent backs everything that they do. And that's one thing that I absolutely love about Nintendo. Truth, uh, and like and Nintendo, I mean, I mean, uh, Nintendo, like their sales are like crazy. Like, like this uh, the past like two or three months, there was like like a Nintendo Switch shortage. Like you couldn't get it for like a long while. Um, I I think that's now reversing. I think you could start grabbing it again at retail a little more easily. Uh, but like. You know, I think that speaks to the power of the console and the power of the brand. And uh, yeah, I I I highly doubt Nintendo's gonna be breaking a sweat when PS Five's coming out because like they're just they're just really on top of their game right now. I do think that there's one like common misconception when it comes to Nintendo, and it's the thing of DLC. And um, for instance, a lot of people are very pissed off that like. Pokemon Sword and Shield, you have to buy a DLC, uh, a season pass for it to get the DLC content. But, like, first of all, you don't have to buy the season pass 
um, to get the additional Pokemon. That's coming in a free update where you'll get your Pokedex expanded and you can just transfer them in from Pokemon Home. Um, another thing, the season pass for both expansions together is $30. Um, whereas, which will replace the thing that Nintendo has been doing where there will be a third installment with extra content for, um, for retail price. So instead of paying another $60 for a brand new, well, for the same game with the additional content, you're only paying $30 for just the additional content. Um, I, in my personal opinion, I think that's a way better option than like basically rebuying an entire game just for yeah, like I the agree. ending I think we to be different. We talked about this before, like, only, uh, like when that, that season pass was like was like first announced or something like that, or or some, yeah, it was like you guys are, I, I don't know, like, I, I some people, I think some people like they just don't, they're just very entrenched in quote unquote like tradition or how things are done. Um, but I mean, Nintendo's a business. I think that makes a perfect business standpoint and i i think that's i think it's less resource intensive and i think overall for the consumer it's a better deal you know i think it's just yeah so and personally this gives them more time to to work on something or release something like more pokemon remakes like i i want to see the diamond and pearl remake as much as anyone else next year so if this will take time away from or reduce the time of them developing Pokemon, Pokemon Gun, Gun, for instance, <laughs> uh, that's going to be the same with like this little bit of extra content, then let them do it. It's going to help us in the long run. Yeah, that was the only example. I only use that as an example. Because the new Pokemon DLC drops mm -hmm. Wednesday. Cool. As of recording this, so. Of course, I mean, we, and we gotta because you're the Pokemon Master. You know, you, you gotta you gotta drop those deets. Oh um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's about. I think it was about it. Like this is like a very exciting week for games, and then it's gonna be, uh, you know, uh, I mean, 2020 sucks. Let's let's be honest. But like in terms of games, you know, we have escapism. We should still practice safe social distancing. We should just lock ourselves in in the house and just play video games until this all blows over. So lots of cool new stuff to happen. I want the history <laughs> books. I want the history books to say, "2020 sucks." Yeah, but at least we got good games. <laughs> uh, famous last words. <laughs> Very cool. All right. Well, uh, Andy, how about we close out uh, the show and uh, get back to gaming? We got we got some stuff to do. Thank you guys for listening. You can catch us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, uh, iTunes. I'm, I'm <laughs> oh, forgetting just Google, my platforms. Just Google us. <laughs> anywhere. Just, just Google. Um, you can find the pod. The podcast Twitter at Super Nerd Bells. You can find my Twitter. You can find me at on Twitter Justice One. Kyo Ninja for uh, wow. You can find me on Twitter at Kyo Ninja for Hire. That's K Y O Ninja for Hire. And uh, especially uh, uh, or uh, and uh, of course, uh, please join our Facebook group, Facebook.com 
uh, slash group slash super nerd pals. Oh, I have a great group, farm. My God, I'm fading. House. This is terrible. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, join us for an awesome community where we post news and all the memes. So if you want to see some great PS5 memes, uh, go ahead. It was all up there. And uh, we're just, uh, we hope everyone's safe out there. I hope everyone is excited about the PS5 and the last of, last of Us 2 as we are. And uh, thanks for listening. So uh, we'll talk to you soon. Peace. Thanks for listening.